Hello, and welcome to the Dairy Defined Podcast. James Cricket Jackier is a member of the NMPF's Executive Committee and Chairman of the Board for Agrimark. His farm, Laurel Brook Farm, outside East Canaan, Connecticut, is a fourth-generation dairy. And that's a responsibility that's been tested in this coronavirus crisis. Cricket's here to talk about that test and the road ahead today. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Alan, for having me today. Our country's been hit by a storm, Cricket, and I'm not sure anybody knows yet exactly how the coronavirus clouds are going to clear and ultimately how they affect dairy. So focusing on your operation, what have you seen so far and where do you stand today? At the farm gate, really, it's always business as usual. It has to be business as usual. We're caring for our cows uh, each and every day. We got they got to be fed. They got to be clean. They got to be milked. They got to be cared for. It's our utmost important uh, a job as as a dairy farmer. But you know, when the coronavirus first came out and we're we're dealing with, I'll tell you, it really has this mental challenge to someone when we see everything just kind of collapsing around you and you really don't know what's going to be on the other side. So it's very uh, disheartening. Um, it's something that uh, really takes a toll on everyone. Um, but in a crisis like this, and as dairy farmers, we're pretty resilient to a lot of things. Uh, we're used to these, uh, uh, these times, but maybe not to the level of this one. And uh, this one here really caught us by a, a big surprise. What were some of the challenges in, in turning around your own farm so quickly? You know, for us, uh, we were going into 2020 after a four-year downturn in the dairy cycle. Pretty hard times to uh, have a margin in a dairy business. But uh, 2020 was looking really good. Um, our export market was looking pretty well. Consumers, uh, you know, demand for, for dairy was increasing. And uh, we were feeling really good about this. COVID came around and the markets completely collapsed. As you know, the food service was basically shut off overnight. Consumers shifted to retail. And the collapse in that marketplace meant for our own dairy farm, uh, my own family dairy farm, about a $2 million hit in a matter of about two weeks. And just planning to how we were going to, how are we going to get through that? How are we going to work with the banks? How are we going to get our message across to folks on the breadth and depth of the challenge that was in front of us? And again, trying to keep our head high, knowing that we have to do everything right on the dairy farm every day was probably the hardest thing that we have been working through. And you note that $2 million hit. How large of an operation do you have? We, we milk about 1,300 cows. Um, again, you know, we have three generations um, actively working on the farm, multifamily business, been in business since 1948. So there's been the upturns and there's been the downturns. We've been able to really work through and manage a lot of those cycles. But this was at a time when spring planting is was right ahead of us and our financial, uh, you know, our, our, our cash flows, our budgets, everything we're done for the year and then just 48 hours later, it basically just gets turned right upside down. How have you managed to stay resilient through this crisis? And, and how are you feeling about your current situation? Well, I feel actually very good about where we are right now. As dairy farmers, we're a pretty tight-knit community across the country and even across the regions with our, with our cooperatives and our national leadership. The dairy industry has the ability to talk to one another and communicate at levels I think a lot of other industries don't have that ability to do. 
we had that ability to effectively communicate the challenge amongst us, talk it through, spend the time and just work on how are we going to get through and manage this for all of the farmers. And really, that's what we had to do. We had to bring the message to uh, USDA, to the White House that here's the impact that was in front of us. We had to get the message to the consumers out there that this was happening at the farm level. I mean, how do you how do you tell a consumer that was going to the store to buy product and their store shelves were empty and on the other side were, were dumping milk at the farm? So we had a lot of communication to uh, to get everybody really up to speed on what was happening at the farm. And you mentioned different regions. Uh, talk a little bit about your region. Uh, yeah. You're part of the country. Dairy has its unique challenges. It's a little different structure than some other parts of the country. I remember sometime at some points early in this crisis, there were concerns expressed that if this got too bad, dairy farming in some parts of the country could even disappear. Uh, how do you stay afloat in, in a truly national and global framework, given the situations that you're in? I would just say communication, communication, communication has to happen. We're in the northeast uh, part of the world where we have the majority of the consumers. That's one thing we do have. But most challenging is to be a farmer. Uh, as I as I look at this and I say what could have happened during this crisis was a rapid, rapid consolidation. If we didn't act fast, act swiftly. Cons consolidation is naturally occurring. It's been happening in our industry for years, and we're not going to slow that down. But the rate of consolidation, I believe, would have been detrimental to our rural communities up here in the Northeast. Right here in Connecticut, dairy is about a $1 billion business. It is the infrastructure that carries agriculture within our state. And we have, you know, our, our rural communities are built on people that want to move in our area because of the rural communities, because of the open land and the open space that we provide. Yet um, it's, it's challenging to the point where it's a higher cost of production in our area. So when we see a crisis like this, that's why certainly up here in the Northeast, we had to take some really drastic measures to address this as fast as possible. And I think that was key. Some of the ways that we address this in the Northeast, the, um, the processors or cooperatives that market our milk, um, we had to imply some restrictions on the milk uh, from farms. And that was something the Northeast was not used to at all. And again, that's being responsible to address the, uh, the current uh, demand that happened during this, this crisis, which could be just short-term demand blipped, but we had to address that issue uh, immediately. And we also had to be out there proactively letting our leadership know within our states what's going on. And uh, so we, I think we did all of that. And I think we did that very effectively. So working with the federal on um, federal programs to uh, capture uh, money to bring back to farmers and working with our state to bring money back to the farms, that's how the Northeast can survive uh, going forward. It's going to take both so have you found uh, the public policy response, and, and in this case, I'm speaking specifically on the federal level, how have you seen the Dairy Margin Coverage Program, the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, the Food Box Program, all of these different mechanisms working to alleviate dairy struggles, at least somewhat? I think one thing we've learned during all of this is 
planning for what our market price may be is, is something we can't take for granted. And the risk management portion of dairy is going to be rising to the top more than it ever has. The, uh, the, the uh, dairy margin coverage program is an absolute essential tool, uh, especially up here in the Northeast. We have a lot of smaller farms, uh, no question. And it was really helpful to a, a lot of these producers, but it, had, it was helpful to all producers as well. So these programs were very meaningful. The government purchases with the food box program and those types of things to actually purchase product and get it to consumers was key. And that is going to be a very effective tool. And in fact, I think we're seeing some of that benefit as we're talking here today because the current markets are actually increasing to that. And I believe it's because we're actually getting product off of the market and to consumers. And that's something we were trying to do the whole time during this crisis. Is there anything about the path of this crisis or the response to it you've seen? I'm speaking in a dairy context. What have you found surprising? For me, it was just the ability for the dairy industry to come together. We talk about it all the time, um, from National Milk to DMI, to our regional promotion, to our local promotion, to our commissioners of agriculture, and just all of the farmers as a whole. Um, we came together really quickly and communicated these efforts effectively, and in turn, I think we're able to turn around uh, this COVID pandemic that there was just not too long ago to an actually we're in a very uh, positive recovery phase at this point in time. And I think it's all because of, of having uh, those affiliations to do that. One of the biggest silver linings that's coming out of this is there's consumers in grocery stores that have never been in a grocery store. The shift from food service to retail is a positive. People are going into the store, they're reading labels, they're understanding brands. They want to know more. They, they understand that there may be an empty shelf and they want to understand why. And I know from my generation and my kids, um, never ever would I have thought to go to a grocery store and see an empty shelf. I never, I never had to you know, live through anything like that. So I think people are actually taking a step back, realizing local food, um, they, there's a place for these farms in our backyard, and we need these food production systems in this country locally and spread out across uh, across the U.S. The other bright spots I've seen of how co-ops have uh, helped address the, the milk supplies uh, across the country is a, a benefit to the farmers. And also at the federal level, um, buying the dairy products and getting them to the consumers I, at the beginning, was really couldn't quantify how that may impact the farmer price, if it could do it soon enough, quick enough to hold on to farmers. But I, I feel it was a very effective tool and something that's going to build the infrastructure needed into some of the feeding programs, um, some of the food banks and those types of things that are going to have some long-term uh, avenues of uh, ways we can be feeding people in, 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 the, in the food banks. Um, I understand now there's about 40 million consumers on unemployment. We've got to be able to deliver food to everybody um, all the time. That's just near and dear to a, a farmer's heart. And what have you learned as a farmer about dairy farming through going through this experience? 
I think the most important thing I've learned through this uh, pandemic it has been risk management is very important for all size businesses. And I think we are going to be looking into these programs a lot more to see how we can make them more effective for farmers to use them. We, you know, just the continued focus on you don't know what's going to be next and budgeting and cash flows, liquidity are so important. You know, what it has done uh, for us as well is it really, it brings the families together. It brings your employees together. It brings your cooperatives together. It brings the consumers to your farm. Um, one of the things that that's just happening all around me right here in Connecticut right now is there's a lot of New York city, uh, folks, um, there's New Jersey folks moving up to live right next to us up around the farms here's a great opportunity for us to be out there. Uh, these are going to be new people driving by, seeing real farm life each and every day. And again, we got to step it up and we've got to be out there um, just telling uh, the consumers what we do and have them have a better understanding of where their food comes from. We've been speaking with Cricket Jack Yair. He's a member of the National Milk Producer Federation's Executive Committee and Chairman of the Board for Agrimark. Cricket, thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you, Alan, for having me. That's it for today's podcast. For more on dairy's response to coronavirus, visit our special webpage, nnpf.org slash coronavirus, where you will find a wide range of information for producers and processors. NNPF has launched a Twitter hashtag to discuss what dairy's going through and the need for dairy policy solutions. That's Dairy Never Stops. And Dairy Defined is back. Look for it along with other original NMPF content on our new Sharing Our Story page on nmpf.org. You can subscribe to Dairy Defined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We'll talk again soon. Mm -hmm.